We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. IB Nation, welcome to another edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. It's Monday. That dude's with me, so you all know what that means. It's Notre Dame Recruiting Hour. I'm joined by Ryan Roberts, the Director of Recruiting at Irish Breakdown, and we're going to break. Ryan, we've been wanting to do this for a month. Like, every time we would, like, some kind of news would break. So we actually had kind of a clean a week, clean week and a clean weekend. So uh, for Notre Dame, at least that is. And so we're actually going to get to finally start talking about the 2025 class a little bit. So we're going to start a series today, kind of introing people to the 2025 class over the next about month and a half, couple months. This is what a lot of our recruiting shows will be about. And today, Ryan, we're going to talk about the running backs. And uh, it's an interesting board. It's an interesting year for Notre Dame. But I got to start with, you know, we'll, we'll kind of start off each of these shows with just sort of a know what has led us into where we are right and so i'm doing a bit of i'm doing this on the mess on the site a little bit it's sort of a a a state of recruiting sort of thing and so we'll briefly introduce that as part of these shows ryan and you look at running back recruiting and it has been an incredible roller coaster at notre dame depending on who the coach is basically is what it's boiled down to things are looking a little bleak there with uh with the previous running backs coach. well two now two previous two two coaches away when uh, Autry Denson was in Notre Dame, recruiting struggled. There were some really bad misses. And then Lance Taylor comes along. His first class, they ran, land Chris Tyree. Next year, they get Audric Estime, Logan Diggs. It was, again, one of those weird turns. They had a bad bad miss with Will Shipley, overcame that bad miss, ended up being pretty good, pretty well off with Logan Diggs and Audric Estime. Follow that up with Jadarian Price. Then along comes Dylan McCullough. He brings in Jabron Payne, Jabron Payne, another four-star back, then goes out and lands Jeremiah Love, which was a huge pickup. Notre Dame's already got two commitments in the 2023 class in Keedron Young and Aeneas Williams, and now we head into 2025. So it was interesting, Ryan. You know, there's there's this thing out there that people say, well, it doesn't really matter who the coaches are. You know, it just it, you know Notre Dame has all these restrictions, and I've always said, no, it's it's a lot about the coaches. Right. And a perfect example is what we've seen at running back for like three years. People would tell me, well, you know, top running backs just aren't interested in going to class. They're just not interested in going up north 
They're just not interested in this excuse and that excuse. And then lo and behold, a competent recruiter gets hired and Notre Dame starts recruiting running back at an incredibly high level. And I would argue, Ryan, over the last five years that Notre Dame is, is I would say, one of the five best schools in the country when it comes to consistently stocking their depth chart. So things I would say, Ryan, are certainly trending in a good direction when it comes to Notre Dame recruiting at the running back position. And it's now two coaches in a row that have really been able to get this done. Yeah, I mean, obviously we're hyper-focused on Dela McCullough and the impact that he has because unlike some other positions for Notre Dame's coaching staff, never had any questions about the effort and the you know, prowess that you have from a recruiting perspective. Obviously, Dela McCullough brings great backgrounds, you know, from coaching a little bit of a lower level to coaching the University of Indiana and coaching some really good running backs there to coaching at USC and then obviously in the Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs, he brings, I think, kind of all avenues of it, which is kind of interesting, right? He has the pro experience. He has the college experience. He has a reputation as an evaluator. He has a reputation of also recruiting the underrated guys, you know, getting the guys like the Tevin Coleman's of the world to be able to come to Indiana and then become great players. And then dealing with a former high four-star caliber running back in a Ronald Jones at USC and developing him into a great football player. So I think when you're talking about the running back position for me, for Notre Dame, for the foreseeable future, especially with Dela McCullough at the helm, it's hard not to be excited because not only is he going to get very talented running backs that we've already seen, he's going to coach them up and he's going to develop them properly and he's going to utilize them well. So it's really the best of all areas with a guy like Dela McCullough and the state of running back recruiting right now. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. 
So when you look at running back recruiting right now, Ryan, obviously they have recruited highly ranked players. Uh, they've recruited guys with very impressive film. They've recruited guys with impressive offer lists, like all the things that people look for, all these kids have. When you when you look at sort of recent seasons, for example, Logan Diggs was actually the lowest ranked kid that they've landed in the last several years. Chris Tyree was a top 100 player. Audrey Estime ended up being like a top 150. I think rivals had him as high as like 139 or something like that. Then you look at 20, 2022, Jadaron Price was still underrated, but was still a top 250 guy. Jabron Payne was a four-star back, even with the injuries his last two years. Jeremiah Love was a was a he was on the on three consensus in the two four seven composite. He was a top hundred back. I think only one service had him outside the top hundred. I believe. I think there was actually one that actually ranked him outside of the top one hundred, which is just says everything you need to know about recruiting rankings. I'm actually going to look that up. Yeah, Rivals had him at number 129. Everybody else had him inside the top 100. Then, of course, Aeneas Williams is a top 250 caliber kid. Rivals has him in the top 200. Kedron Young is in the top 100 by on three, even though they dropped him down 10 spots. Whatever. He's still top 100. So there's been a lot of talent, Ryan, that they've been able to land. But the other thing that I that I like about the recruiting at running back is it's not a bunch of the same guy there are at least three distinctly different types that they've landed. There's sort of the all purpose slashers. Look at Chris Tyree. You look at it. You look at uh, um, Aeneas Williams. There's the bigger physical downhill back. That's Audric Estime, Logan Diggs, Kedron Young. There's the fast slasher and Jeremiah Love. And, the, and then you look at a guy like Jabron Payne, who's more of a, a true back that that fits into a couple different categories a little bit. I wouldn't fit him into one, any of those. And I think that's an important part of this too, Ryan, is they're not just bringing in the same type. So if there's a, a situational change in a game, if there's a scheme adjustment, you've got backs can do a lot of different things. And you and I have talked a lot about Notre Dame's need to have a more diverse run game. It's hard to do that if all your backs are the same exact guy. And I think that's a big factor in, in to the value evaluation of the running back position as well. Well, I think that when you look at the 2023 season, it's going to be really interesting to see the mix of backs just on the field per perspective. Cause you know, obviously who Audrey Estime is at this point, but Logan Diggs transferring. I think that it's going to open up some opportunities for those different skill sets, you know, like a, a Logan Diggs and an Audrey Estime were a lot closer of football players from a style perspective compared to what Jadarian Price and Audric Estime are going to be, for instance, right? So if Jadarian Price is able to be back healthy, Jeremiah Love's able to come in and give you something, and then Jabron Payne continues the, the momentum that he was able to build in the spring, then you look at the backs and say, all those guys are pretty different, right? Like some yeah. of them do similar things, but they all bring kind of a different skill set to the table. And I think that's best exemplified by the 2023, uh, 2024 class that Nerdine currently has. You already mentioned having Keatron Young and Aeneas Williams. Those guys are polar opposites as running backs, but together they have the opportunity to be a really potent duo potentially at Notre Dame in the long run. And when you look at the 2025 board that Notre Dame is working with early, same thing, Brian. Like you're not talking about the same types of backs. You're not talking about, you know, seven cookie cutters. You're talking about guys that bring very different and unique skill sets to the table. And I think that's going to be really interesting to see who Notre Dame really zeroes in on and really makes a strong push for, because I think that's going to be very telling more of what they currently have on the roster and what they feel like they need more of from a style perspective. I think this 24 class was important too for Notre Dame because there were, 
numbers concerns because of some misses that they've had in the class, right? You know, or, or in the past. And then obviously Logan Diggs leaving. And then Chris Tyree moving to receiver uh, to fill a need there. So you, your, your misses at one position kind of caused you to have to take from this position. Then you lose Logan Diggs. There's some injury concerns. So this is not a perfect scenario. That's why you needed to go get Devin Ford. That's why he was needed to be added to the class. It's also why it was really important that they go for two in this class. So I think bringing two legit, talented backs helped Notre Dame get into a situation at running back where they can now look and say, okay, we're one a year now, and then occasionally two if the right kid comes along or if we have a loss in a, in, on the current roster, we're okay. We can then sit, shiply, sit, simply reshift focus. And I think that's an important part of this too. So let's transition to the 2025 class, Ryan. If you don't land Keedron Young, there's a must to get two backs in the 2025 class. Because you got Keedron Young uh, to go with Aeneas Williams, who committed last summer, you're in a situation now where Notre Dame really only has to focus on one back. Although, if it was up to me, Ryan, I would say even if you get a back this summer, I would still recruit two because of the fact that Audric is a guy that could end up uh, going pro after this year. I actually kind of hope that he does because that means he has a big year. And then number two is, is there are some injury concerns on the current roster. So even though one right now is the need, Ryan, even if they get one soon, I would still stay on some of the top backs that are on the board for, for Notre Dame. What would you say about that strategy, Ryan? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I, I think that especially when you talk about the shelf life of the running back position, I know that's more of a talking point in NFL circles, but I mean, there's a lot of running backs in the modern college game and it's due to that short shelf life that three years and you're done, man, right? Like three years, go to the NFL. And honestly, if you can, more power to you, right? Like, I, I mean, to your point, if Audrey Estime has a great year this year, runs for a thousand yards, is highly productive, even takes a step as a football player, remains somewhat healthy, and he's able to go pro as a third-year player, go do it, man. Like I always tell running backs, like if you can cash in early, go do it. Because the shelf life is just so small, so short. And honestly, again, I think that Jadarian Price has a chance to come back and be as strong as ever, hopefully stronger than ever. I think that Jeremiah Love can be a guy that can come in and really do great things, but two of your top three to four backs right now, when you're talking about Jadarian Price and Jabron Payne, have had injuries, obviously. And anytime a running back has an injury, especially an Achilles injury, and then two lower body injuries for Jabron Payne, that's a little bit concerning. It is. And and obviously when you have a nice stable of backs, when you're four plus deep at the position, maybe there's not as much wear and tear on some guys, but still, anytime you have those lower body injuries, it is a massive concern. So yes, if you get one soon, Stay on them. Not just one guy. I would stay on a few of these guys that are on the board because I think there's some really talented backs in 2025, and I think that you're in a pretty decent spot with a couple of them. At least there's intrigue from a lot of players that are on the board right now for Notre Dame. So we're going to dive into that board, Ryan. We're going to talk about five guys right now. Uh, we're going to discuss sort of their recruitments, where things stand, who the who the top targets are. Then we'll dive into some film afterwards. But when you look at the board, first and foremost, Ryan, Notre Dame offered 13 running backs this year uh, or in the early going. Uh, some guys, I think, are a little bit debatable. Is that a running back? Is he, a, is he another position? There's some guys like that but that, that are at other positions. But you know, right now we have 13 guys listed as running backs. Two of them have committed. That's Anthony Rogers, who's committed to Alabama, and Gideon Davidson, a player Notre Dame was very high on who committed to Clemson. 
And so there was a kid that earned an offer this summer. Daniel Anderson came to campus, did a great job at uh, at uh, Notre Dame's camp this summer. We'll talk about him a little bit. Uh, Tory Blaylock's kid from Texas that's on the board. We won't spend a lot of time on him. We'll talk about Waltes Clark from Florida. Uh, we'll talk about Uzmain Chroma from Georgia. We'll talk about James Simon from Louisiana and Justin Thurman from Florida. They've also offered Jay Sean Lamar, who is Jay Lamar's younger brother. We're not going to spend any time on that one. Obviously, when you have when an older brother decommits, there's not going to be a you know a push for the the younger sibling uh, in most instances. So we won't spend a whole lot of time on that one. There's some other backs that Notre Dame has offered that they're just not really in on right now. Deer Hills, a guy that we don't see Notre Dame really pushing for right now. He's a kid with an offer. I think you and I discussed this the other day. Yep. So uh, we're going to focus on the on five guys during our show. And that is Justin Thurman, as we said, Usman Chroma, James Simon, Waltez Clark, and Daniel Anderson. That'll be the focus today. And we're going to focus first, Ryan, and talk about the first guy, which is Justin Thurman from Tampa Jesuit. This is one of the more intriguing players on the board. Yep. He is one of the most talented athletes on the board at any offensive position in the 25 class. Also one of the least productive so far because he had an older back at their high school last year that was a, a good player is now going on to play college ball. This is his opportunity to kind of come in and kind of take over that position. And when you look at Justin Thurman and you think about the fact that this is a kid that didn't really rush for a whole lot of yards last year, uh, not a kid that's necessarily established as a, from a production standpoint, and yet he's a four-star by two outlets and two out, uh, and another outlet ranks him as a top 300 player. Another ranks him number 236. And then you look at his offer list. He's got an offer from Florida. He's got an offer from Tennessee, obviously Notre Dame, Iowa, NC State. So he has a, an impressive early offer list. Auburn has offered him. Louisville. So good early offer list for kids who played a whole lot. Notre Dame had him on campus this summer. Did great. They had already offered him, I believe. Correct, Ryan? They offered him a while ago. Correct. Yep. Did a ago. great job at the camp. And coming out of that camp, it was established that this is a guy that Notre Dame staff is high on. So why do they like him as much? Obviously, the, the little bit of film that he does have will show was impressive. His track times are outstanding. But when he came on campus this summer and performed in front of the coaches at the evaluation camp, that solidified his standing as a guy that the Notre Dame staff likes a lot. Now, you've had a chance to talk to him several times. I know Brian Smith is in the chat today. He's had a chance to talk to Justin a couple times. Just discuss a little bit, Ryan, with the folks where things stand with, with Justin Thurman. What are some things you've learned about him and his recruitment during your conversations with him? Well, it's, it's not hard to figure out why people are ranking him that high without the production right now. He's only obviously going into his junior year, but you bet on those traits all day, right? I mean, that kid is incredibly explosive. Uh, he went to, the obviously, the camp a few weeks ago, and he was one of the fastest kids there from a Notre Dame perspective. He has a you know, reported high 30, high 30 in the, in the vertical. He has a 10 plus broad jump. This kid's an explosive cat, man. 10, eight, four, I believe 10, eight, 10, eight, four was his time as a junior, as a sophomore this past year in the 100 meters, really talented kid. And when you talk to him and I know Brian Smith can attest to this in the chat, just, it's easy to see why he's so high on Notre Dame, man. Like it is. He's a really, really smart, well thought out, appreciative kid. And the one thing that I love about him is he could just rest on his athleticism and just blow up this year and everything will be gravy, right? From an offer perspective, he's going to get all the looks. He's been a grinder on the trail this offseason. He's going to camps and earning his offers 
consistently, which I absolutely love. So where things stand, obviously, in this one is Notre Dame, once they saw him in person, saw how athletic and explosive he was that kind of matched the limited film that he had, it's basically become that this kid is a priority in this class. And Justin is very high on Notre Dame. He's going to be making the return visit to Notre Dame this, this month for the barbecue on July 30th. Second visit to Notre Dame, counting obviously the camp a few weeks ago. Man, I just think that this one is is couldn't be trending in a much better direction for the University of Notre Dame. He's talked about next couple months is kind of his deciding period here that's coming up, right? His decision. He's talked to a lot of these coaches. Now he's getting into much deeper conversations, the real fit, the school aspects, all that great stuff. Fits Notre Dame tremendously, and I couldn't like how more this is trending for Notre Dame from a Justin Thurman perspective. So when you when you look at it and you sit, you start talking about, okay, well, why would Notre Dame be targeting Justin Thurman over some of the other backs on the board? Kid hasn't produced a whole lot. He's, you know, there's some, obviously you need to see a kid do it. There's really a couple reasons, Ryan. And, and one, it boils down to when you recruit the way that they've done already in the last few years, you get into a position, and this is ultimately the, the position you want to be in, where it's no longer about, okay, we have to, we have to, we have to get numbers or we have to get this, we have to get that. You're at the position now where you can say, Hey, look, we're in a pretty good position. Let's now recruit for something that maybe is a, a, a skill set that we'd like to add to the class. And I think one thing the staff has focused a lot on and in 22, they did it obviously with Janarian price. Yep. Uh, they did it again in 23 with Jeremiah love Keydron young last year. They're looking for guys that can hit home runs. And from an upside potential standpoint, there's not many better home run hitters on the board. And I think with the fact that Aeneas has every down back potential, even though I like him as a dual threat guy, Kedron Hunt has every down potential. Jerron Payne has every down skill. Jeremiah Love has every down skill. I kind of get the sense that Notre Dame is looking for a guy that brings a little bit of a niche and a little in a guy that in my opinion can do more with less because some there was a discussion in the in the chat about you know would you you know somebody's going to leave well the one way to make sure that some guys don't leave is to recruit the different type of skill set so guys can fill different roles and when you have a guy that can do a lot with a little Aeneas Williams is that way to a degree in my opinion uh, and Justin Thurman is certainly that way it's kind of like I envision him potentially serving like a Dexter Williams role where he doesn't need more than six or seven carries in a game to make an impact. And that's how Dexter was in in 2016, 2017, before he became the lead guy in 2018. And, And so I see a little bit of that, like, but the difference is Dexter, this kid has a lot more just raw speed than Dexter. Dexter had really good football speed and a great first step. Justin brings some of that to the table, Ryan. And that's why I think that, this is a kid, and he's a running back. I don't know that he catches the ball necessarily well enough to to be a guy you'd consider doing like what Chris Tyree did. I think there's other yep. guys on the in, on the board that you would move, or other guys on the roster and incoming roster that you would consider before that. Catches the ball well enough though that he's yep. a weapon out of the backfield. So I think what you're seeing here is is the the thought of this kid brings a skill set that not many people have, which yep. is just home run hitter meaning we don't need to feed him 20 times a year after getting Kedron Young and then two years after getting Jeremiah Love. And to me, that's why I think making Justin Thurman such a priority actually makes a ton of sense for Notre Dame despite the lack of production. What say you, Mr. Roberts? 
I would also add in, Brian, not only the home run impact from a running back perspective, he's also a really good kick returner, too. So you're, you're loading up on guys. I mean, think about Jeremiah Love last year. I mean, we're talking about Jeremiah Love coming in this year. And even if he's not a focal point of the offense, it's like, let's get him some returns, right? Like, let's get him involved in special teams. Let's find a niche for his role because he brings that home run hitter speed that you're talking about. And I think Justin might even bring more of it, potentially. Because, again, we're talking about a sophomore in high school that is now going to be a junior I mean, this kid is legitimately probably going to be a 10-5 or lower 100-meter guy by the time he's a senior in yeah. high school. And he's a legit – I mean, he reports a 4-3-1 in the 40. Again, you know, we we could argue about semantics of, like, a legitimate 4-3-1. Sure. But regardless, he's a 4-4-something kid for sure. I mean, this kid can absolutely fly. So having that niche, having that role – and what did we love last year? We loved seeing a lot of a lot of 12 personnel last year. I mean, I'm 21 personnel, excuse me, where we're seeing two backs on the field. I am dreaming about the opportunity of maybe a couple of years from now having Kedron Young and a Justin Thurman, if he chooses to come to Notre Dame, on the field at the same time, because there could be a lot of different possibilities to utilize well, that skill set. And and Aeneas throwing Aeneas Williams in there too, who you can line up in the slot and play receiver. I mean, you could literally, and and again, I don't know if we'll ever see this or how often we'd see it if they did do it, but you could literally go 30 personnel and and be effective, right? Yes. With two backs, 30 personnel, you know, it's it's back, tight ends, receivers. So the first two numbers are the number of backs and tight ends, and then there's you know, whatever's left over to get the five is what you have a receiver. Well, 30 personnel would be three backs no tights and a and and uh, a receiver you could go 30 personnel 31 personnel and let's just say you put um you know let's say the 25 classes arrived you got Nate Roberts on the field or Cooper Flanagan or whoever uh, maybe Holden Stace and those guys are still around Jack Larson whatever the case may be but you have a tight end you go 31 personnel you could have your tight end attached have a receiver outside and put like a Jeremiah Love at the other receiver spot and have Keedron Young and Justin Thurman in there as one of your backs, or you could put Aeneas Williams out there. Or, I mean, there's so many different things you can do. And if you just look at these two years in a row, these last two classes, which is wild because Jeremiah Love will be a junior when this when this class shows up on campus. It's just crazy how it how I, I keep saying this, but it just and, it's and still nuts to think about. We're probably going to be talking about oh man, Jeremiah. This might be the last year of Jeremiah Love. So twenty twenty six, you need to start killing it, man. Yeah, exactly. But if you look at the two classes in a row, I mean, you could legitimately put thirty personnel on the field and feel like, hey, we 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 can do some stuff here, right? And and in the pass game and run game, and that's the unique unique aspects about it. So I love the I love the complimentary skills that these kids bring to the table, and obviously now Notre Dame's got to got to seal the deal. It's not done yet, Ryan. Uh, yep. He is going to come up for a visit, I, I believe, again, yes. right? So how yep. how do you see things going when the visit comes up, and do you think this is one uh, that could get into a situation of where this thing is kind of over with? Yeah, I, I think that for me, because I already mentioned July 30th for the Notre Dame recruiting barbecue, Justin is making a trip back up, which will be his second visit to campus. Obviously, the first one was during the camp. This one will be much more about actually enjoying the recruiting experience a little bit more, you know, being able to hang out with the coaches a little bit more from the, a personal perspective and not as much an on-field coaching perspective, which would be great. And when I talked to him two weeks ago when I had him on the podcast, he talked to me about the next couple months, the next two months are going to be big for him to be able to have those deep conversations with the coaches staffs that are coming after him, 
with the with his parents, obviously, who obviously who also did make the trip up during that camp. So both parents have seen campus, which I think is also very important. If you're asking me and you know, for the timeline perspective, it seems like two months is kind of the decision making process that's gonna happen here, but I wouldn't be shocked if it's a little bit quicker than that. You know, if Notre Dame does a great job having them on campus and it really just spurs that feeling again, this is Notre Dame's to win. Like I I just I Archer, I know, asked in the in the comments about yeah. like who are the main competition for for the guys, and a couple of them will be able to aim some guys. But for Justin Thurman, it's like Notre Dame's the clear leader right now. I mean, like right. make no if ands or buts about that. Like they are the clear leader, and if they have right. a great visit with him on the thirtieth, I think they have a chance to close this one out. So, you know, will he finish the process of the two months? I guess it's always possible, but I could see that one escalating a lot quicker and that decision making process being pushed up a little bit. I just want to quickly throw out some comparisons, sophomore number comparisons of, of track. I'm not going to compare him to Micah Bell because there's really no, I mean, that's an unfair comparison. Like that's a literally, a, I mean, as much about as world-class as you can be for a you high know, school you know track athlete. You know, what's wild about Micah Bell is you can talk about the track, the uh, running numbers, Brian, but like, I don't know if you noticed in my Cam Williams article, mm-hmm. he actually had a longer, long jump than Cam yes. Williams. who just had the 11th furthest jump in the country. Yes. Like, that's just wild. Yes. I mean, wild. this Micah Bell's been running 10 four since he was a sophomore. Right. I mean, so his, his numbers are a little nutty, but I wanted to compare Justin Thurman to Braden Lindsay, a guy that, that I think has a similar build lengthwise. So they're different. I mean, Justin's more built like a running back upper body, but as far as leg strides is kind of what I'm referring to. Uh, as a sophomore in high school, Brayden Lindsay ran a 10.86 in the 100 meter dash in a in a uh, a, a 22.87 in the uh, 200 meter dash, and he was a two time state champion in 200 meter dash. And then Justin Thurman, as a freshman or as a sophomore, excuse me, ran a 10.87 in a 22.65. So when you look at those numbers, for example, very similar. Their, their, their speed numbers are very similar. I think we would all agree that a running back that has the speed that Braden Lindsay brought to the table is a pretty good football, pretty, pretty dynamic player with pretty dynamic speed. Yes. I mean, we, we were talking about just wanting to see, te- wanted to see Brayden Lindsay test of the pro day just to test. Cause I mean, I think the over under would be four, four flat, right? Could he be a four, three, eight guy? Like possible, right? Like it's very sure. possible. So sure. yeah, man, Justin Thurman comparative to where some players are as sophomores kid can fly. And when yeah. we turn on the film, it's going to be very easy to see just how fast this young man is. Not the only top back that they're going after. Ryan, Notre Dame is actually recruiting and doing well with Usman Chroma from Georgia. Completely 100% different back than Justin Thurman. Justin Thurman is listed at 6 foot 180. Usman is 6'1 listed at 6'1 210. I don't know if I necessarily buy the 6'1. Brian Smith could tell us a little bit better than that. But honestly, I don't care about height for a running back. I care about the 210 plus. Very, very well-built kid. Has some Audric estimate to him frame-wise, Ryan. Top 200 back. Actually, I think some people have him, I believe, in the top 100. I believe. I haven't looked as at his they, ranking for a while. As they should. As right. they should. Yeah. You know how much I obsess over rankings, so it's been a minute. But yeah, he's a consensus top 100 player. Ranked as high as number 14 by on three. Lowest ranking is number 84 by 247 Sports. So very talented back. Georgia offered, Bama offered, Tennessee offered. Getting him out of the state of Georgia will be tough. 
Yes. But as you have learned and as Brian Smith has learned firsthand, this is a kid that has a very strong early opinion of Notre Dame, partly because of the pedigree and all that goes along with it, but also partly because it shows the importance of having a dynamic recruiting coach at a position. I mean, that's said very well. And obviously they had been out to see Usman a couple of times, obviously in the open period when they're able to visit, visit the schools. And I, I think that for me, Brian, like this one is just get this kid to campus, man. I mean, t- from the early conversations we've heard from Brian Smith, obviously reporting speaks very highly of Notre Dame, right? Which is a great foundational step. But to your point, it's a Georgia kid. Getting him out of SEC country is not going to be the easiest thing in the world. We all know that, right? But getting a kid like this to campus early when he's not even in junior year yet, I think it'd be big for this process. Because, I mean, I've seen this kid, and I know Brian saw him in person, and I agreed with what he said, talked about him a little bit for, from a uh, from a personal perspective. A little bit of a tight back, but, man, he's explosive downhill. Like, this is one of those kids that's like a – He's a runaway freight train. Like, right. good luck. Don't you say just described Audric Estime. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Audric Estime is not a guy that's going to go win a bunch of you know hip twisting contests, right? I mean, so that's the thing is like you're 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 rec- you're recruiting him to fill that same role to be that same kind of that. That's a downhill. That's a duo inside zone yes. counterback that you run a toss to and let him plant and get vertical a, a, as yes. well. Uh, what I liked, Ryan, is he doesn't catch the ball a ton from what I saw in his high school film, but he does catch it clean. So this is also a kid that you can get the ball in space and, and the screen game and do some things with as well. So very talented back, one of the better backs that I've seen so far in the 2025 class, and a kid that Notre Dame is in on. Now, this is kind of what I was referring to earlier. Like when I, I'll just be honest. Yeah. When I talk about if you're able to land a back early, there's only one back that they may learn land early, and that's Justin Thurman. Now they got to close during the, the 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 upcoming visit, and I'm not saying this is a done deal. He's not a done deal. This isn't a silent commit situation that we really know about. That we're just not saying you've got to close on Justin Thurman. And other schools are starting to try to ramp things up because they see to to Ryan's point earlier, they see that Notre uh oh Notre Dame is just uh oh they're. They're, they're making a run at him. If we want to get in this thing, we better get in this thing now. Yeah. Notre Dame's got to make sure that they don't allow that to happen and close the deal on him, right? So when I talked about, you know, if you can get a kid now, that would be it. That's the guy that you hope that Notre Dame can get now. And then when I said in my head, recruit other backs, this is the first one that I had in my head because Usman Kroma is one of those kids that you look at, Ryan, and you say, do you need him? Mm, depends on what you mean by need. Do you need him from a number standpoint? No. But you always need a back as yes. good as Zeus main chroma, Ryan. There's no doubt yes. about it. Yeah, and, and if you're talking about especially in a hypothetical where if Notre Dame gets Justin Thurman early and you're trying to get the second back, is there a better compliment to what Justin Thurman does than Usman Chroma? I mean, honestly, I mean, the kid, to your point, completely different running backs, completely different. I mean, my – Audrey Gestime is a great comparison for Usman. I my other comparison would just be a runaway freight train. Like that's just <laughs> what he is, man. Like it's, it's it's absolutely insane watching his film. When I watch, he was one of those kids, Brian. I had the same thought process with Rowan Byrne, who obviously I know we'll, we'll have an interview with later. Rowan Byrne, I watched his film and I'm like, at first I was like, that's got to be a senior, right? Like they're just so physically advanced for their age, right? And then you see Usman. And even the the clip I know that Brian Smith shared, I'm just like, that kid looks like he's a, a freshman in college. Like, what are we doing here right now? I mean, that kid is physically well put together. 
excited to watch his film, especially on this show, because Usman can go, man. He's he's again, long speed is not exceptional, but I think he gets up to top speed pretty well, and he's a very, very powerful runner. So yes, very high on Usman. Those aren't the only two guys on the board right now, Ryan. Obviously, Notre Dame is recruiting some other players, and one guy that I want to talk about is a is a very talented player from the state of Louisiana, and it's James Simon. Notre Dame was down to see him, I believe, multiple times yes. this yeah. in the most recent uh, evaluation period, Ryan. So let's talk a little bit about um, Jace, J- James Simon, where things stand with him. We'll dive into the film here in a little bit, uh, but certainly a player that Notre Dame has a, a lot of interest in. Yeah, I had an update on him last week, or maybe it was the week week prior. But, I mean, basically where you are with James is James is a Louisiana guy. So, again, we're in the same conversation of getting a kid out of the southeast, right? We're in that same type of conversation. But I'll say this, James Simon, because there's some kids that you talk to where it's just like they have no interest in Notre Dame, like zero, Mm -hmm. like zero. There's just none. I think there's a lot of intrigue there. I do. I mean, James says all the right things about Notre Dame was very complimentary, talked about Dila McCullough and just kind of, you know, his approach to him. And the consistency has been absolutely phenomenal. You know, not only the couple times they were able to visit him down there, but consistent conversation and communication when obviously they're allowed to. So all that in mind is I think that there's intrigue for James, but James has never been up to see South Bend, obviously, right? And until that happens, I just won't feel much about this one because unfortunately – I asked James straight up. I'm like, hey, man, top schools. Who, who are who are the schools that are you really high on right now? Notre Dame wasn't one of the ones that were listed. He listed and he's separate. talking to a – he knows he's talking to a Notre Dame guy, right? <laughs> exactly. 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 Right. I mean, he listed like seven or eight schools, and they were the usual candidates, right? They were the SEC powers and that type of thing for a Louisiana kid, right. which makes complete sense. So at this point, James Simon, who is a very good football player, I believe Notre Dame will continue to recruit this young man because he's very, very good. There's intrigue there, but until they are able to get him up to campus, uh, just it's it's a very big long shot at this point. Like that's where we are. So, speaking of long shots, Ryan, the next kid that we'll discuss is Waltez Clark from Florida. Goes to uh, I believe he goes to doesn't he play for Tampa Plant? I believe is who he plays for. He does. Uh, so we'll talk about Waltes Clark, one of the taller backs in the class, very long and rangy kid. So uh, obviously this one will be real short, Ryan. It's a kid that Notre Dame has interest in, uh, yeah. still very early stages in that regard. I love his film, man. 6'2", 195 pounds. I'm like, that looks like a young Darren McFadden to me. Like that kid can go. He's got long strides. I like a lot of what Waltes Clark is, and they've been down to see Waltes Clark in the open period, which is great. But I've had the chance to talk to Waltez, and this is one of those kids where just don't think there's a ton of interest in Notre Dame as of right now. Could that change? It's always possible. Will Notre Dame still talk to him? I'm sure they'll still try. But at this point, I just don't think there's much legitimate interest from that one. Again, another talented kid, state of Florida. Notre Dame's actually having decent – decent stuff so far in the state of Florida in 2025. A lot of interest. Don't yeah, know where already- it's going to go, but there's a exactly. lot of at least early interest in. in so yeah. we'll see that. It's it's noteworthy to say that Ryan because yeah. Notre Dame would be justified if they just wanted to abandon Florida, basically, like find yeah. a kid here and there, Justin Thurman type, but otherwise abandon the state. It's been a brutal state for Notre Dame, but they're not. And I, I, I kind of like I mean, that. I mean, 2025, you already have a commitment from Davion Dixon, who's out of the Miami area, right? I know he's a Catholic school kid, but still out of out of Miami. 
you got you're in a good spot with Justin Thurman, obviously going into his visit later this month. Jarquez Carter, who's a really talented defensive tackle in the 2025 class, is also visiting at the end of July, and he likes Notre Dame a ton as well. So going after a guy like Waltez Clark, I'm all for it. I just don't think there's a ton of traction as of right now. Last guy we're going to talk about, Ryan, is uh, Daniel Anderson from Bryant High School in Arkansas. He's a young man. I, I love stories like this. Thank you. Uh, because, oh, hey, Rita, because um, she went to the vet today, so we had a checkup. And she's still cancer-free, and her numbers were good. So uh, we're very happy to have Rita there. So Angela just brought me down a spoon. And, of course, every time Angela opens that door, Rita comes down. She has to get on TV. Um, so uh, we talk about Daniel Anderson, Brian, yes. Ryan. Love stories like this. Kids that say, hey, I don't have an offer. Why is a kid from Arkansas with no offer from Notre Dame going to an evaluation camp? Yes. Right? That's because he's a kid that wants to prove himself. I like kids like that. And so, um, and and then you pop in the film, you're like, oh, this kid's actually pretty good football player. Uh, and since he's been offered by Notre Dame, his recruiting profile has certainly started to take off a little bit. Yes, uh, he was a, nobody had him evaluated. Rivals recently ran, released a top uh, their new top two fifty. They had him a number one sixty. And so I was props to Rivals for taking the kid they had zero profile on and putting him in, into the top two hundred talented back and clearly clearly he's not coming to work compete for an offer if he has zero interest in notre dame right well, very true i mean i'm that's not the smartest point. guy in the world but i think i can figure that one out that usually means something yeah I, especially brian i mean there was a notre dame recruited a couple kids in arkansas in the 2024 class obviously and i had heard how much money it costs to fly from arkansas to south bend or into chicago and i'm like oh man i wouldn't, I wouldn't do that either like that's insane so, yes, it matters, the fact that he came and camped at Notre Dame, got the offer, and he's, we just reported, obviously, yesterday on the message board, Daniel Anderson will also be making the trip back to Notre Dame July 30th for the barbecue. So, obvious interest there. The second time coming back in 30 days or so for Daniel Anderson, which is very notable, and, and I think that that is very telling of the interest there. Talented kid, plays at Bryant High School, which – for people that remember TJ Lindsay that they recruited a, a, for a while in the 2024 class, he's out of Bryant as well. Bryant has won five straight state championships. So that is the one of the power programs down in the state of Arkansas. Daniel Anderson obviously has legitimate interest in Notre Dame, camped at, obviously this offseason, as well as getting back there later this month. So very interested to see what the buzz is on Notre Dame from Daniel after the second trip to Notre Dame when he gets to see a little bit more of obviously the campus and the student life. Because that's the thing, though, Ryan, right, is these kids are coming to campus to, to, to earn an offer. That's their focus. Now, they, they take tours and they do some things, but it's not a visit per se, really. It, it's not. It's a, it's a workout. And it's a business he, trip, basically. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it's a smart business trip, too, because this shows me that the, the, it, it doesn't shock me that his high school is very successful. Yes. You can tell these coaches know what they're doing because any coach that's smart knows – you want a great way to get exposure for my kid, here's what you do. You get, take him to Notre Dame, let him ball out and get an offer from the Irish. Because what that tells, like, every program in the country is, oh, Notre Dame offered this kid? I, I don't even really have to do the academic background check now. Like, that's done for me. You know what I mean? Like, so now I can jump in, 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 in on the kid and, and get going. So uh, that was a smart move. But, again, I love kids that, I love kids that, can, can, that compete 
And and yes. he certainly did that. He certainly did yep. that. Him and Justin Thurman, I think, are cut from a little bit of a similar cloth, Brian. And the fact that a lot of the kids were told on the list, like Usman Chroma, who has camped and has been at events. So this is like, but Usman Chroma is such a high profile player that he could just sit at home and collect offers when these kids cut, when these schools come in and they'll be like, yep, I want that kid, right? Justin Thurman, Daniel Anderson, those types of players, they're like, I'm going to go to all these camps because I'm going to earn everything I have. And maybe I'm a little bit under ranked to begin with, but. Obviously, he was very productive this past year for Bryant and part of the state championship. He all, all that school knows is winning, man. I mean, he's never known anything else but winning state championships, which, again, we talk about this for, like, the Jaden Greathouses of the world, for the Rico Floreses of the world, for those players, for the for the um, Cooper Flanagans of the world out of De La Salle, coming from these great programs that all they know is winning. That matters. That really matters to me. And I think Daniel Anderson is just another part of this conversation. And I'm excited for him to get to campus to really see how he meshes with everybody down there. Ryan, you just nailed it. How do you build a winning culture in your football program? Put it, put an emphasis on recruiting kids that come from winning programs and understand the importance of doing things the right way on and off the field all the time. I mean, Cole, it's Cole not Mullins, that you only recruit that, right? You don't yeah. only recruit that. But when you find kids like that, and I think Jaden Greathouse is a great example uh, when you find kids like that, man, you got to prioritize them. And it's uh, it's a part of the country Notre Dame is also clearly trying to get into more. Right? And you look at kind of Missouri, Arkansas, Oklahoma, that whole region down there, sort of that Bible Belt, so to speak, uh, area in central, central United States. I was going to say Central America. Nope, not what I meant. Central United States of America. Uh, they're starting to try. They're trying to get more into there. They got Oklahoma. They went to Oklahoma, obviously, and, and offered in 24 class. They offered Xavier Robinson, who has since committed to Oklahoma yep. when Notre Dame passed on him to take Kedron Young. Uh, yep. By the way, Notre Dame was going to get a commitment from Xavier Robinson that week if Kedron Young didn't commit beforehand. Uh, and we obviously Notre Dame was higher on Kedron Young, but still a very good back. Highly productive back from Oklahoma. They went into 25 class, got Nate Roberts out of there. Obviously, they got they've gotten several kids from the Missouri area. So clearly an area that Notre Dame is trying to make a greater emphasis in, Ryan. And so Brian's the a place to go. There's no yes. question about it. So I, and I think it's smart because you're gonna find athletes there that that can be big time athletes. So you don't have to. We talked earlier about Florida, you don't have to always rely on Florida when you can start tapping into some of these other areas as well. Yep. I mean it's it's these uh, because I think that some of these areas that we talk about, this is why Missouri has always been a spot that I've talked about so much, is the fact that the in-state school is not really a power right now, right? Like Missouri's had some down. They have a couple good years sporadically throughout the recency, but it's been kind of up and down. Arkansas is one of those schools that I actually like. Like I think that Sam Pittman's still I, – I like Sam Pittman as a coach. I think that school can get to a good spot. But you look at it and say there's no – legitimate power you should be able to still go in and compete with the arkansas of the world to get a kid out of the state of arkansas for instance so i really like daniel anderson i really like the brian i mean I, again i like dipping into those programs that all they know is winning and i think that he is a exemplary type of player to have on this board and i'm uh, seeing him seeing the campus once obviously wasn't enough for this young man seeing it twice that's legitimate, and it's something that I'm very excited to see, to hear how it goes at the end of the month. I would also say, Ryan, that it wouldn't shock me if over the next year we see more kids added to the board, even if they do get a summer commitment, for the reasons we discussed, the possibility. And, and the way you explain it to a kid that commits early is, listen, we don't know what our roster is going to look like in a couple of years. 
right? I mean, we expect Audric to have a great year and go to the NFL. You know, Devin Ford's going to be gone by the time you get here. If Jeremiah Love is what we hope he is, you you two are only going to be on the roster together for a year. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and same with Jadarian Price. I mean, if Jadarian Price is who we hope he is, he's not going to be here by the time you show up. I mean, so it's an easy sell, and it's true. I mean, if, if these kids are what we think they're going to be, looking at it from the Notre Dame coach's standpoint, then guess what? They're going to be gone by the time the 25 class shows up. When you look at Audric, when you look at uh, Audric Estime, Jadarian Price, and, and guys like that, you don't you don't want a running back to be a four year guy because what it means is he's really really good. Right. That's the reality of it. I was going to say it's a blessing in disguise to be a guy that has to play with other really talented running backs. Yeah. I mean, one of the great things about Najee Harris coming out of Alabama was Najee was really only the guy for one year, right? Like there wasn't a crazy amount of tread on his tires in college anyway. I mean, that's a blessing in disguise. It really is. So other running backs, I think it's really easy to stack great running back after great running back after great running back if you have a good track record because they should know if they have people around them that are advising properly, you would want them to save their legs a little bit in college, right? Be the guy for one year and be really good for the other two in a, a part of a complimentary role. And then you go to the NFL and hopefully you get to that second contract. That's the, the trajectory I would want. Also, Ryan, I think it's also important to learn from other talented backs. That's the other part too, is you can always learn things from older players. And so I think it's, it's really smart to, to do that. So overall, Ryan, I, I like the 25 running back board. I'm still unsure of just how good the 25 running back class is overall. It's good. Right now, I, I, I'm I still evaluating a, the film to kind of find out just how good, you know, just how good of a class is it. But what I do like of it about it so far is it, it has good depth from what I can tell yeah. so far. Yeah. There is some top-level talent, but there's a lot of diversity of skills. Like There's a lot of different type of backs that people can look for in this class. And uh, – you know, I, I think that's something that matters too. And and to, that's also why you, you mentioned earlier too, the whole kids could leave, kids could leave, kids could leave, keep going down that list. You know, if, if, if I would love for Notre Dame to get into a situation like Alabama's in Ryan, and that is that you're only getting backs really to beat the guy for a year. And then they're going pro. Cause what that means is they're putting up big time numbers and they're becoming high draft picks. That's yep. really where you want to be. That's also why you can never take a year off from recruiting. You can never look and say, well, man, we're, we're pretty, we're pretty set, we're pretty loaded. Well, if you are pretty set and pretty loaded, you better hope that some of those guys pan out, meaning that they're going to leave. Right. Right. And so you always, 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 always need to make sure you're recruiting. And that's what I like about Notre Dame in the 25 receiver class. They're not resting on their laurels for what they've done the last two years. They're not doing that at running back either. Yeah, we did really well the last couple of years, but you know what? This is looking at it from the coach's standpoint. We're going to go out there and we're going to keep, we're going to keep balling out. And that's pretty much what they're trying to do. It's very, it's very interesting, kind of the the what Dylan McCullough has been able to do to Brian, because I know we already talked about him a ton, but he's the rare person that is a great fit as both an NFL and college coach, which is just it's 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 unique, isn't it? Like you don't usually find guys that are great that are really good assistant coaches in both. Like usually you're an NFL guy, you're a college football guy. But he is a grinder as a recruiter. He's obviously a great coach, and I'm excited for the future of the running back room and continuing to be a genuine guy, life. too. I think he that's is. something that we've talked about. You you get that from a lot of the parents. And what I mean genuine is sometimes that even means telling parents and recruits on the recruiting trail things that they may not want to hear. You well, know, and, and that's something that had a huge impact on Jeremiah Love, for example. 
is that he wasn't just telling Jeremiah, you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. And, and you're, you know, you're this and, and you're, he was very real. Hey, we love you. We want you. And, we also and, like this guy. Here's the role we, you know, and, and there was a consistency to it, which we've talked about in the past. And that stuff matters to young people because the kids are connected so much more now, Ryan. You can't lie to one kid because that kid's going to DM another kid that you went and saw. And they're going to end up talking and be like, man, this guy told me the same thing he told you. And I don't mean in a good way. Yes. Meaning like he's telling me about me that I'm the number one back and he loves With me. The and then he's telling this other guy that he's the number one back and he loves him. And they're like, hold on a second. Like you're lying to somebody. Yeah. And that wasn't the case with, that's not the case with Dylan McCullough. And kids like that. Parents especially like that, man. I, I think Jeremiah Love and Jason Love are the perfect. And Jason Love is Jeremiah's father for people that don't know him out there. I think they're the perfect, they're the perfect example for this, Brian, is that they don't, Jeremiah doesn't want someone to tell him that he's great at everything, right? Like they want to be challenged. He's That's why he's a different cat. That's why he came to Notre Dame. And Jeremiah Love would not be in Notre Dame, obviously, if Dylan McCullough was not the coach. That, that's just, that's an easy answer. So yes, I think Dylan McCullough is a perfect balance of, developer coach recruiter and man i think that he really has all aspects kind of nailed down and that's why he's been such a successful recruiter so far